0: you're listening to the vital goddess podcast where we explore an empowering and sexy reframe on midlife menopause and beyond I'm your host, Diane Shepard, Certified Tantric and Taoist Sexuality Coach, with a specialty in the Taoist Jade Egg Practice. I offer a mind, body, spirit, and trauma-informed perspective on Taoist and Tantric practices to help you reclaim your pleasure, heal your relationship to your sensuality, tap into the life force power of your sexual energy so that you can embody the goddess you were born to be. Are you tired of feeling like you're being put out to pasture? I have a hunch that you're just getting started. The best is yet to come. You see, from the Taoist perspective, midlife and menopause for women is called second spring. It's meant to be a rebirth, a sexual and spiritual rebirth, an initiation into the richest, most creative, and sexiest chapter of a woman's life, if we choose it. And we have a lot more agency than we've been led to believe. You see, our sexual energy is not just about sex. It's the foundation of everything, our mental and physical health, our creativity, our joy, our overall zest for life, passion, and vitality. I am so thrilled you're here. Welcome to the show. Well, hey gorgeous, welcome back. Always so thrilled to have you here. And if you are brand new to the show, I am over the moon that you're here. I hope you find something here for you that's useful, supportive, inspiring in some way. I am just really excited that you're here checking it out. So in today's episode, we are going to get right into it. We're going to talk about the art of emotional alchemy, alchemy as in turning lead into gold. And um, this is what what I consider to be one of the many Venusian arts, Venusian meaning Venus, right, goddess of love, beauty, and alchemy. Or Aphrodite is another word. She goes by many names. This archetypal energy that lives in all of us, and in West Africa she's called Oshun, and in parts of Asia she's called Kuan Yin, and there's other names too. And different, so many different cultures have many different names. In the ancient uh, Celtic tradition, she went by the name of Bridget and and other names. So what we're talking about here is this universal life force energy, this archetypal energy that uh, I think the world is starving for. right? So my work is all about Venus, really. It's about the Venus in all of us. And if you listen way back, one of my episodes a while back, I'm into astrology too. um, So I I do use astrology in my work occasionally. But I was calling this one aspect of astrology, this one um, thing that's been pretty prevalent, the Venusian revolution. And I think that we're seeing that really being played out on the world stage in so many ways with this deep interest in healing our trauma, this deep interest in body-based practices to come home to the body, to trust the body's wisdom, to heal, and not just to heal and not to get stuck in that cycle of healing, but to thrive. I really feel there is this yearning desire in so many folks now of like, what is possible if we decide to truly inhabit These human bodies really bring our essence alive in this beautiful temple we call the body, our spirit into matter. And what's possible when we start to unravel and release, you know, all of this heavy energy of trauma and experiences we've had, but also our ancestors have had. um, And what if we really truly, more specifically to this work, embody the goddess of love beauty, and alchemy. And Venus is, you know, very well known for the the love and the beauty, you know, parts. But there's also a really important part of what she's about is alchemy. And this is something that uh, I learned about years and years ago in, in a book called Goddesses and Every Woman by um, Jean Shinoda Bolin is her name. She, um, I think she's still alive. I'm not sure, but she's she did some really cool work. I believe she was a Jungian therapist, but did some really cool work around um, the archetypes of the sacred feminine. It's an oldie but goodie. You might find it on Amazon. You can probably definitely find a used copy. Um, but she really broke it down of the power of alchemy that Venus, you know, uh, really embodies in all of us. And this is where the... The embodied magic comes in, um, and the, I, I think it's the stuff that's going to change the world. It'll definitely change our world. The more we, the more we step into what that really means, you know, the alchemical power of embodying our sensuality, our beauty, our radiance with intention, right from a grounded place, and um, that in and of itself alchemizes. Everything around you it really gives you the Midas touch, if you will, right? You still see it, right? You've known that. I'm sure you've had experiences where you were in touch with those parts of you, feeling really good in your skin. And the ripple effect of that is enormous. And I think we've only scratched the surface, a tiny bit of the surface of what's truly possible if we really go in there as a devotional practice and really explore what's possible with our sensuality and feeling um, uh, into what beauty and radiance really is for us. And also getting very intimate with our emotions in an embodied way. So that's what this is all about, emotional alchemy. And it has everything to do with the body. So, um, and you see this in a lot of trauma work now, Um, I know Peter Levine calls, you know, working with the sensations of the body, the felt sense, and that's what we're going to be talking about here, the sensations of the body, the language of the body, and, um, you know, we're very familiar with the language of the mind, right? We do a lot of talking and (laughs) listening and learning in that way, learning about our world in that way. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's a beautiful part of who we are. And yet there is this vast um, mm, arena that, that we can dive into, this this uh, incredible treasure that is literally right under our noses. And it's our body, getting to know our body, getting to understand the language of our body and giving, well, first of all, creating the safety to to explore this, to feel it, to let it come alive, creating the safety we need to do that, but also to really um, give permission and space, spaciousness to do that. Because the body goes slower than the mind we can talk about things try to figure them out but i don't know if you've had this experience i think every person i know has well we'll have like a a triggering triggering experience that um we we can't let go right like once in a while it comes looping around again there it is again there it is again never seems to resolve we think we we think we figured it out with the mind right And there it is again, you know, and even if you've done a lot of mindset, and I'm a big fan of mindset work, it's a big part of what, you know, we work with in my work. However, if we don't um, couple that with embodiment work, we're not going to have anything really anchored in in terms of a real shift, you know, a shift into our true empowerment, a, a shift into truly processing not just processing like getting rid of a, a tough emotion but actually diving in and um harvesting the gold really we're talking alchemy here getting the treasure of what's underneath every powerful emotion you know our emotions are powerful they're messengers and they're meant specifically for you that's the beauty of it our experience is so unique so customized right Um, You know, being into astrology, that's evident in your birth chart, your natal chart. There's just all these nuances. You are literally, this might sound corny, as unique as your fingerprint. There's no one on the planet like you, never was, never will be. So our emotions are a part of that landscape. And when we have triggering emotions, this could be, you know, bring us back to early childhood, even pre-verbal or even ancestral stuff we're carrying. Again, this is a message meant for us. And we can do with it what we will. And it doesn't mean we have to be completely conscious about our emotions all the time. I don't know what too many humans that are. I certainly am not. So any... um pressure coming in to be perfect around this please let that go (laughs) not about that at all but this is just about um working with our emotions in a way that can truly empower us fuel us if you will give us information wisdom rather than impale us and that's the I'm, i'm using that from my own experience i um when i have emotions that are really strong like rage or grief or just betray like feeling betrayed is a big one for me feeling stabbed in the back or whatever um It can feel like I'm impaled, really. That's maybe it's a past life thing. Maybe I actually did get stabbed. I don't know. But um, it's a very kind of a visceral thing in my body, you know. But unless I give space for my body to feel that, for me to like really pay attention to that on the level of sensation, let it work itself out um, in movement, in in breath, in sound, again, on the level of sensation without trying to fix it, figure it out. That's when things start to really get interesting. And that's when we unleash the enormous power of Eros. Our erotic essence gets to come out and play and dance with these emotions where they truly transform into gold. Yeah. Let me just give you a real life example real quick of how this can play out in um a, a very a, a, probably a relatable scenario. <laughs> so I shared this with my group um, this afternoon we have we have these weekly lives that we um you know just talk about different topics, different uh, you know Venusian arts, if you will. And so I shared this story and I'll share it again here. Um, so let's see the little backstory here. This is at a time in my life where my husband and I were uh, doing a lot of what's called orgasmic meditation, which is a a. a- more modern form on a tantric practice of cultivating cultivating female orgasm, and this was after you know two years, some odd two years, of solo practice in tantric and Taoist practices. I was ready to make that big jump into okay, I want to bring this into a partnered practice, and this is a very structured, very Zen practice that I needed. I needed the simplicity, the structure, um, to start to reconnect with my husband in this way because we just had a lot of baggage. So. <laughs> This is what this is our gateway into partnered practice. You maybe heard me talk about that before. So we had an incredible deep session. and it was also a festival weekend. So every spring in my area, we have this festival, which is about, you know, there's a lot of music and there's just a lot of fun, food, friends, you know, that whole thing. The weather is finally getting a little bit nice, so people are excited to be outside again. I live in upstate New York, so, you know, it's kind of a big deal. So we practice, and I just had such an incredible deep experience of just feeling, I like to say, across the universe. I was very euphoric, feeling incredibly lit up and, like, connected to all humans, like, just feeling this incredible love, this one love connection. Through this practice. And this is what, you know, when you really get into mindful practices around orgasm, they can definitely bring you to some very interesting places. So It was one of those times that I was like, wow, you know, like, you're just like, I didn't take anything like plant medicine, but I feel maybe this is what people experience when they do. I don't know. I just felt like all this like connection, you know, just beauty and connection. And so we go down to the, get in the car, go to the festival. We stop at our favorite restaurant and we're eating and blah, blah, blah. And I just want to connect. Like, I just want to share this with my partner who was just a part of this whole experience. And he, his circuits were blown. So in retrospect, we started laughing, you know, after we processed all this, but like I got really angry because he couldn't access it. And the thing is, there was so much energy generated in the practice that it literally blew his mind. It blew his circuits. So he was in what you would call a nervous system language, basically in freeze where he could not even talk. Like he, <laughs> it was like, uh, And I just got really offended. And this might have stemmed back to, I don't know, an old childhood thing for me. Who knows? That's what usually happens in recurring partner things. And I just kind of get really furious. And basically, we went our separate ways. I stormed off, left him with a check, (laughs) and went out to enjoy the festival. Well, I didn't really enjoy it right away. I was, like, pissed. And so then, anyway, there were, you know, music. There was different places where you can listen to different bands playing and we were supposed to meet some friends later on, but I just went off on my own, found some music that was drawn I was drawn to, and I um, still feeling really mad in my head, just da had the whole narrative going. And then my teacher's voice, Nicole Daydon, who is the head of One Taste when I was studying there, maybe she still is, she her voice came in and said, Diane, sensation over story, which is one of the concepts, one of the principles that she would teach or talk about a lot of you know coming out of the head of the story and into sensation to let your body have the experience that this emotion is trying to bring right so um i hope that makes sense so i I decided why not give this thing a try what the hell it was a beautiful evening i was just really pissed and i was like okay i'll just try this drop into my body what what is my body's experience of this fury this rage and right away, I felt this kind of like pulsating, um, burning, fire, flame, flickering, dancing flame in my solar plexus. And if I just stayed with the sensation, not making it right, wrong, good, bad, and just witnessed it, gave it permission to just be that, a flame, <laughs> it just came, became more alive, stronger, more vibrant, and pleasurable, actually. And it didn't feel, it felt like it was moving, it wanted to move. So I allowed it to move through me and it was easy to do. There was music, right? And there were people there. So I kind of just softened my gaze, closed my eyes a bit and just let the fire dance me, just moving, breathing. and And then that beautiful connection feeling came back, you know, and I could just feel that desire, the yearning for that connection as a beautiful thing and feeling, wow, I'm connected to all these people here to the music, to the nature that's right over there, to that tree, to that bird. And it was like, oh, yeah, I could feel the sensations of my rage were bringing me deeper into that experience that I was craving and also giving me clarity on what it really was that I was craving, you know, that wisdom. It's like, yeah, okay, feeling it on sensation, letting it be sensation, letting it, the the big trifecta in my work is movement, breath, and sound. I wasn't really able to sound in this case because I was in public, but when we can bring sound in as well, then the emotion really gets to dance us, do its thing, show us what it wants to show us, right? So in this case, yeah, it showed me that uh, I'm already connected. Uh, <laughs> I'm there, right? So Ended up getting very blissful around that. And, you know, hours later, I met up with my husband again. We ended up having a great night. Met some, you know, our friends. Had just a great night. And, you know, we laughed a lot about it afterwards. But I'm not saying it has to end, a happy ending like that. Maybe we would have, I don't know, gone our separate ways for good. Who knows? But the the important piece there is the wisdom and the empowerment I was able to access through sensation right? Sensation over story. So um, there's other stories I can share around that, but I I try to use that a lot in my life. And sometimes if um, things are really, really triggering, I really create a temple for myself. This is what we do in my work in our what we call temple sessions. Create that safe space for yourself, right? Where um, I play music too. Music's a big part of it. And let myself move, let myself breathe, and sound, bringing in that vocal healing. What sound does this emotion want to make? You know, you need a little sound privacy for that. And it's amazing what can really unfold. So I encourage you to play with that. Create your safety first. It's important because emotions can feel overwhelming. So you want to create your safety, have a safe space. If it gets to be overwhelming, stop, take a little break. You know, I'm a big fan of what's called um, titration. Really doing this drop by drop, little by little. Or another way to look at this is pendulation of kind of coming into the experience, feeling it. Oh, it feels a little too much. And then coming out of the experience, right? And, and just kind of doing stuff that resources you, calms you down, coming back in, going back out. So really make it yours customize it so it feels like you can stay present if you start to lose your presence you know you've gone too far and if you want guidance on that for sure that's my work's all about you can always contact me about private coaching or and we dive into this and in, of course my vital goddess mastermind program which uh, you can sign up for the waitlist. one of the best wait lists in town we got good perks for that so definitely uh links in the show notes to um to sign up for that and get in contact with me all right love that is all um And I'll also drop um, a PDF for describing what's called the felt sense. It's like a little PDF I created a while back of uh, the sensations in the body and just some springboard ideas because sometimes it can be, you know, really challenging to describe what we're feeling. And so in that PDF, I just give you some of the terms that people use in the felt sense work. And then also there's some blanks there um, so you can like come up with your own words or maybe journal, journal on this in your own, you know, journal could be great. All right. That's it for now. I will catch you next time. You take care. Thanks so much for tuning in. And if you're resonating with what I'm sharing here on the show, I have a free offer that I think you're going to absolutely love. It's called Shakti Core. Breathwork Journeys. This is a free membership. And when you sign up, you'll get instant access to a whole bunch of content on how to really use the power of your breath to get a deeper embodiment of your sacred feminine energy. So this is definitely a feminine spiritual practice. So I have a whole bunch of content for you. When you join, you can learn all about the breath and how I use it in my work to really support women in opening to more pleasure right really um coming into a space of being able to receive more pleasure a deeper connection to sensuality and um, how to really open and express more of your own unique beauty your unique radiance your light and get a deeper connection on how to use the breath to connect more deeply to your desires your passion and the full range of your emotional palette and also your unique expression of love. So if that speaks to you, I would absolutely love to see you in there. I'm stoked to share the content with you, but even more than that, I'm really excited to guide you on live breathwork journeys, which will be happening twice a month in that space. So the link is in the show notes to sign up. I hope to see you there. And if you have a woman or women in your life that you know would benefit from what I'm sharing here on the show, please, sharing is caring. So pass it on. I would so appreciate that. All right. That's all for now. I'll catch you next time. Take care.